going. Hold on, I got to start this out. We can't forget. Mind tune up time. Rock and roll, rock and roll. <laughs> I just hit the recording. We got to do that for, for my, my editing purposes of what I was talking to. I get the flow and then I get going. I usually hit that pretty quickly. But uh, what's up, everybody? Michael Gavin here, your mind mechanic. Tune up hearts and minds one at a time. So your ideas don't die in hearts, heads, and hard drives. Your heart, your head, your hard drive, not others. You know, this is about you, not about everybody else. And so you can go to mindtuneoftimelive.com, register there to join in on the Zooms. But I'm excited to, uh, I think this is going to be one of the most powerful sessions I've, I've ever done. Because um, we're going to be talking about being versus doing and some of the distinction that I now have looking at my past life versus my present life and observing those that I've worked with and those that I've just simply observed through observation and seeing uh, why certain things work at certain times and they don't why you can two people can do the same thing and get very dramatically different results um and why when we're looking for you know uh, and i know i know somebody's on here i'm not even gonna mention names or anything i know the, the fun thing is is how we can say something and then when that thing is said if it's something we're experiencing we can say he's talking about me funny thing is what i could say today who's on here live, there could be five people who say, is he talking about me? Is he calling me out? It's just because that's what you're dealing with. And so I looked at my, my past life and seen where in my own life, not those I've coached or helped, but in my own life, where there were things that I did when I didn't know and how I did them differently when I did know. So one of those things is a, is a, is a videographer in the past and this, whatever field you're in, there's, there's this thing right now which for me, it was, I saw other people who I deemed to be successful. And the only awareness I had at that stage of my life in 2006, 2007, you know, I was 20 something, like literally 20, not something, 20, 21, uh, those early days, the only thing I knew when I, from the observables could see what success looked like. Now, in that day and age, the only thing I could see that what did success look like was quite frankly, potentially what somebody was charging for something, you know, how much money that, that I could, I could see that they were making because back then there weren't as many external markers for success, right? My man, Fernando, what's up, brother? So there weren't as many external markers. Now there is so many external markers and some are given to people. There's articles written, which could be real or quote unquote fabricated. There are other people telling stories about people. There's people telling stories about themselves. There's, you know, blue marker check marks next to people's names on Facebook that could have been bought or given real. Like we don't know at times what is real. And so we're, we're looking for all that we do know at times to point fingers at and say, follower counts, subscribers, download views, likes, dislikes, shares, um, engagement with the content, um, how much money people say somebody makes, how much money somebody says that they make, uh, how many clients they say that they have, or people say that they have, right? What their website looks like, what the words on the website, the headlines, the packages, how it is presented, the way it's presented, what is said, how it's said, you know, am I dressed a certain way? Is my lighting a certain way? You know, does it look good? Does it not look good? Does it look good? Does it not look good? Right. There's, there's so many things that were taken into consideration. When I started, I had a few examples. I didn't even necessarily have the money things. I'm just like, I don't know. Somebody wants me to film a wedding and they're going to pay me to do it. But then when I started to observe and look, all I could judge was quite frankly, the work, 
couldn't even judge the success of someone's company, you know, their views on videos online, how big their YouTube following was or Instagram. None of that really existed. I mean, some of it didn't exist at all. And so I could look at their work and I could say, do I like it or do I not like it? Right? Does it look good? And so what I came to find is that in that this looks good, I like this, I don't know how to produce what they're doing. The most logical thing to ask would simply be, how are you doing it? Which would be, what are you shooting on? What are you editing on? What lenses are you using? What camera are you using? What hard drives are you using? What plugins are you using? What computers are you using? What software are you using? What, what is the settings on the camera? What is the settings in the software? How did, how did you get a DVD made? What settings is in the DVD? How did you make the DVD? How did you print the DVD? How did you make it cover? Like, these are the questions I knew to ask. And I didn't even know what a plugin was initially, right? It was simply like, how'd you, how'd you do that, right? And so that's all I had, right? Then as you move forward into the present day, all the things I mentioned prior, we have all these things to judge ourselves against someone else. And so at times we're looking to judge our goodness of how we are around something against millions. I mean, depending on what you're doing, it's not even like a few, like is in 10 or 20, five or six, or a few hundred, or even a few thousand, but rather millions of examples that we'll never get through in a lifetime of things that we could observe to see what somebody's doing, what they're saying, how they're saying it, what they're offering, you know, how many followers do they have? How much success do they have? How much money are they making? We have all these things that are observables that we're judging against how good we are, how worthy we are. And what I have found is, is that for me personally, some of the people who have had the largest impact positive to positive versus a negative to a positive were the people who most will never know. They'll never know their name. They'll never know they exist. They'll never know they're on earth. Because unless you happen to have some word of mouth, friend or whatever, they're not large and in charge on the internet. They don't have huge podcasts that millions of people are listening to. They're not doing interviews all the time. They're not on social media telling you how much money they make. They're not, they're not public. They're just excellent what they do. They do what they do for people. People pay them to do what they do for people. And then those people tell other people. And unless you happen to be the recipient of being told, hey, this person's amazing, you may never know they exist. They don't have hundreds of thousands of subscribers on a YouTube channel, a blue check mark next to their name on some social platform, you know, thousands of videos with thousands of followers or not many videos with tens of thousands, like none of that. They may have a Facebook and they post. And if you follow them, they might not even know, you might not even know what they do. That's not stopping them from making hundreds of thousands of dollars in their business and, you know, living their life and loving their life and loving their family. Because what we don't know and we don't see all the times is these people who say they make X or they're accomplishing Y or they've got these huge amounts of followings and da, 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 da. You don't really know how their life is behind the scenes. Are they happy? Are they satisfied? I don't know why I just sparked Robin Williams. I think it was one of the biggest shocks. There wasn't a lot public. There's some that's come out that he had also, from the best of my knowledge, a, a sickness that was almost impossible to live with. That he was in so much pain. 
not just that he was depressed because he was an unhappy person, but there was a pain he couldn't live with, you know, and he commits suicide. And I think we just really don't know what's going on in someone's head. You know, I do my best with all that I can to share a lot. There's certain things in my family and things that the people in my life don't want things shared. I share a lot and sometimes it comes around and I can, but I share as much as I can, as much as possible, because I want to, you know, remove, somebody said, I like the uh, man behind the curtain thing, right? I, this idea for me is, 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 is shining a spotlight, what's usually in the darkness, because I, I think that there is so much for people that there are people who are in the dark right now. And they look into the light, but the light is all of these people who they don't really resonate with. They don't really understand. They're not really like them. And so because the people who are just live their life and do their thing, you want to live your life and do your thing, but you're trying to do it in a way that's incongruent with you because your examples that are available, they're few, they're, they're, they're similar all the time. And it's a lot of people who are selling courses and programs, and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with it. I know that there's people who've been dramatically lives have changed from courses and programs. But I think that what we don't, and there's something I'm wanting to do more of, is dig in and get inside the mind of different creatives and different creators and people that people don't know uh, who are living their lives without like they're they're happy and they're successful and they're making great money and a great living. And they don't have the things that people say that you need to succeed. There's a lot of lack selling out there. If you don't have X, you can't do Y. And what I've found is that's just not true. Because when I look at my life and the success I've had and the success I've helped others had, have had, you know, present, past, and future tense, um, is that we're looking for what we know to ask for, what to say, how to say it, the steps the cameras, the pen, the pencil, the computer, the software, right? The headline. I've done these things. This is not, this is not pointing any fingers. But what I've seen in my own life, when I've had these dramatic shifts, and this is where I'm going to get to a point here, if you will, of, 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 of a strategy, but really a way to think, which is really the first word I'm going to talk about here, is that externally nothing changed when my external world changed. So when my externals, I wanted my externals, let's say, to be different. They changed not first, then I changed, but I changed and then the external world changed. So for example, you've heard that back in video, I didn't change my cameras where I lived, my, my shooting, my editing, like the, 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 the meat potatoes didn't change. But see, what happens is, is whatever your field is, whether your field can be living life and having a vehicle and a home. And there are people who are buying expensive homes and cars because they think it will elevate their status in life. And for some that happens, but it's not because of that. It is because of who they became in the process of doing that. So you bought an expensive camera, it got you new clients, but it wasn't the buying the new camera. This is what I want you to identify. 
You think that buying a new camera, that buying a more expensive, fancy car, having a nicer house, having nicer clothes, having nicer hair, having nicer, 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 nicer things, whatever that thing is, will then allow you to be more successful or make more money or make new friends or achieve certain things. And what I find is that's just not true. And for those that it happens, when it happens, you point to not yourself and anything you did or became, but rather the thing that you already thought would help you. So in video is always people buy the $40,000 red camera when they're not even making a hundred grand in video a year, they don't have any clients. They're really uh, uh, requesting it, but they believe that they can get better clients and higher paying clients by buying that camera. And there are some who do, and there are some who don't. So is it the camera? For those who didn't succeed with it and six months later are selling it so they can pay your other bills, what went wrong with them versus what went right with those who it did happen for? Because if it was a fact, then it would mean that the people with the camera would also, with or without the camera, either would succeed, right? But here's the thing. It's because it had nothing to do with the camera. It had what happened with the person. See what you think, when you think different, you'll be different. When you be different, you'll do different. When you do different, you get different. I'm going to say that a couple more times. (laughs) When you think different, you will be different. When you be different, you will do different. And when you do different, you will get different. As my man at the event this past weekend, Mr. Steve Artisan said, and, and anybody can say this, this is not his quote, but you plant an apple tree, you usually don't expect to get avocados. So if you were thinking, right? If you were thinking, I buy this camera, it's going to make me more money and get me more clients. Now, who do you have to actually be to get better clients and get more money? Because it's not the camera. So some people, they start with, they think that'll happen. But the problem is they don't actually change because they thought they gave all the power to the camera. And when they go around flaunting the camera, well, I have an expensive camera now. And I have a red. I'm now $5,000 a day. And they're still talking to the same person they talked to the day before when they didn't have the camera, who they thought wouldn't pay them 500 bucks, but they think because they have the camera, they're going to get it. And then there's the people, they don't get it. And then they don't get it. Meaning they don't understand why doing that does not getting them the result. It's no different than when I was being asked, wouldn't your videos be better if you had more than two hours? And the weak me, the person who thought, I don't know, it's not that problem. You might be right. So if I thought that, what did I believe? Right? Got my belief shirt on here from Dead Lasso. What did I believe? If I thought when somebody asked me, wouldn't it be better if you had more than two hours? I thought, yeah, you might be right. Like, I believe, yeah, you, I might be making a better video if I did. So who am I going to be? Am I going to be a confident person there? Like, am I going to be like, what would a confident person do? If I, if I believed, if I was being a person who was confident, if I thought my stuff's amazing, who would I be? Then what would I do, right? What would I get? But see, if I'm thinking, starting out, they might be right. I'm believing, yeah, my video might be better. Then am I going to be a confident person or a person who's like kind of weak and kind of, yeah, I don't know, right? 
example, I was believing that they were right. Therefore, I could make a better video if I had more time. So what did I do? If I'm being weak, then what am I going to do? If I was being confident, what would I do? If I'm being weak, what will I do? Well, in the first scenario, I'm being weak. So what did I do? Yeah, you know, you, you, you could be right. You could be right. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, people really like the videos, though. Like, I love doing same-day edits. It's great. But that scenario had some, some still signed up, not nobody, some. But it was always, I did a lot more for free than I did for paid. I got paid to do the stuff that I assumed I needed to do, that I believed I should do. But here's what happened when nothing changed, but what I was thinking about that, then what I believed, then who I was being, then what I did. So when I thought, no. My beliefs were, I make the best videos when I do a same-day edit. So nothing else changed. My work didn't change. More deliverables. In fact, I eliminated. I didn't add more time, more cameras, more people, or more deliverables. I eliminated all of it. And I thought, nope, when I do a same-day edit, it's the best video I make. So when asked that same question, nothing else changed. I just get asked a different question. I have different thoughts, different triggering around that question. Rather than the Michael who thought, and weak, who then was being a weak person and would do what weak people do, right? I.e., I can't expect to get an avocado from an apple tree. So I can't think weak thoughts, be a weak person, and do what a weak person does and expect to get a confident person result. Doesn't mean I'll never get it, but if I had 10 opportunities, I might only get it once with that thought process. Flip that around. I think I am great at freaking doing same day edits. It is the best work that I do. So I believe I'm, no, my best work is created with the same day edit. So now I'm confident. What does a confident person do there? Explains it in a confident way. Because I, I thought it, I believed it, I beat it, I did it, and I got a different result. You heard me in prior weeks say you show up different, different people show up. This is on this process here too. When you think different, you will be different. You will do different. You will get different. Different everything, different opportunities, different possibilities, right? Different people will show up. And sometimes the same people will show up different. But here's the thing. Your being is affecting your seeing. You got different, you know, different, uh, Glasses, different lens on, right? When you're being a weak person, thus doing what weak people would do, just using this example versus strong, right? Or confident, you're going to get different results. So you could, if you're being a person who thinks nothing works out for you, there's no opportunities out there, I suck, I got to do this, I don't have that, I don't have the money and where I live, and this has happened to me before, and this never works out, and every time I do this, I don't know what, yeah. It always seems like it just, it, I feel like I get a win and then I just, I get a loss right afterwards, right? If that's what you're thinking about, then what are you likely going to be? Then what are you likely going to do? It's very different than like, things work out for me. They don't always work out, but the majority of the time they work out. And when they don't work out, I learn a lesson. So I don't really care what happens, but I'm here to move forward in a powerful way because I know who I am and I know what I do and I know what I love. And so if you want to tell me that you think I'd make a better video using that example, if I had 
you know, I wouldn't talk exactly this way. I'm being a little more direct for a different perspective here. Uh, then I'm not your guy, right? There's a confidence there. I'm willing to say no, because I know I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. If you want me to do what you think would be better, I know for Michael Gebbin, it is not. No different than showing up consistently to do this or the your daily jumpstart or these things I'm doing right now. What is this for you? Plug it in. What is it for you? I know what will have me be consistent versus me quit versus me give up. I know that about me right now. There are just doing this right now or doing the Monday through Friday, your daily jumpstart. When I started the Your Daily Jumpstart, I literally was like, I'm going to do Motivational Monday or Miracle Monday and Tune Up Tuesday and Winning Wednesday and Transformation Thursday. And I've said this before, but I want you to get it and plug it into you. I, the old me did these things. I've already done something like the Your Daily Jumpstart. I called it Geb's Juice. They were all two minutes to a T. Two minutes to a T. I released them day after day after day for 150 days. inspirational content, right? But he did it. I had to get this out every day. I got to have it every day. And they're all two minutes, two minutes or less. I got this little music bed that starts it out. I talk really fast, get this stuff in. Okay, two minutes is coming up, wrap it up. And I, and I did it. 150 days I did that and I stopped. So I can look at your daily jumpstart and go, well, I already did that. It didn't work. You already know the outcome. So even if I'm excited to do this, it's been, I've seen notes in my Facebook memory since like 2017 asking what titles and your daily jumpstart pops up. Here we are, 2021 or 2022. What the heck year is it? I don't even know what year it is. I'm honestly, anybody want to tell me? We're in 2022. <laughs> We're in 2022. Julie, I know you're on here. I think I said something in my audio as you may have heard. Oh, you said 2023 or 2022. I think I said 2022. Anyways, I digress. The reality is here I'm in 2022. We're talking what, six, eight years since I did Geb's Juice and another four to five years since I was like, I'm going to re-jumpstart Geb's Juice, but call it something else. And then I came up with Daily Jumpstart, your Daily Jumpstart, and I didn't do it. Why? Because there was trauma around the past that said, you already know the outcome. If my thinking is, you already know the, I already know the outcome. You're going to give up. It's not going to work. No one's going to listen. No one's going to engage. No one's going to respond. Right now, I'm excited about doing it. So you got to take the two things happening here. Excitement to do something I've already done. But the overriding default in my brain says, you already did this. You gave up. It didn't work. You made it so far and you quit. And so finally, January 2022, if that's what year we're in, pops around. And like most people, I'm doing it. Your daily jumpstart, right? How many of you jumped into 2022? And it's like, here we go. It's my year. And now you're 25 days in and you're like, ah, maybe 2023, right? So for me, I get it going. Miracle Monday, tune up Tuesday. By Wednesday, I'm like, yeah, no, this titling thing is not going to work. <laughs> the 9 a.m. right now is not going to work. Like, I, I don't want to do that, but I am committed to doing it because I see the value and I like doing it, but I have to remove the things that right now they're not necessary. There's stories in my head that it has to be Miracle Monday. Like it has to be Tune Up Tuesday, Winning Wednesday. Like, cause I know in my head how it'll go from fun to like fun and freedom to frustrated and 
irritated and upset and anxious about it. So then I'm like, ah, okay, what am I going to, who am I going to get for winning? Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything. Oh, but I got to commit to winning Wednesday. And I, and so it makes it where I'm like, hey, this isn't fun. And then I'll stop. And that's what happened against you. So I quickly pivoted, right? Quickly pivoted. I'm committed to one thing right now, doing them Monday through Friday. When I went to Austin a week or so ago, I actually had two days. I did not record them live that day. I recorded them before, but I released them. My wife did it for me at that point in time. And so, but here's the thing. I'm aware now. So I can take something from my past, think about it differently, view it differently, be different. And I'm going to get a different result because I'm doing different. My wife and I have the relationship we have today. We were together for a few years, broke up for a few years, got back together. It was still, I can't say it was great. I knew she wanted to marry me. We had had some talks, but I really did not know that I wanted to marry her. I did not know if I'd spend the rest of my life with her. I was really very indifferent. And I did go to a Tony Robbins event. And there was something he said, you know, so many people, they just kept being who they were when they started a relationship or started a business. They wouldn't have the problems that they have today. But so many people, they're not being themselves. They're being something that they aren't. And so they can't keep it up. Hear me on that. You're being this person that you think you should be to impress someone to get a result, to get something. That's manipulation. I'm going to say certain things and do certain things and be certain ways so that I get you to like me. I don't like me. I don't like who I am naturally. So I'm going to be something else so that you like me. And then when I'm comfortable and you're comfortable, the real me baby's coming your way. Now, we don't really think all that through too much. We just default to acting different, being different, doing different, and then we shift that. Most, most, not all relationships, they start great. Ah, you're attractive. I like you. Da, da, da. We hit it off. We talk. But whether it's in three weeks, three minutes, three days, three months, three years, 30 years or whatever, things and so all the things that happened to me in relationships by about 2014, I was jaded and didn't have a very optimistic view that I would ever end up in a relationship again that would have, especially with her, I didn't think I could go back to ground zero. Like when you're with somebody new, there's this spark, there's this flare. I thought, well, that's gone because it was there in the beginning and we got back together. There was a little bit, but not much. And then we just kind of stayed together. And then when you're with somebody new, you know, oh, there's such a this and that. Right. New business, new things, new, new, new. But how do we keep the flair for something that's old? So what I found when we go into this, so what happens if I gave her a thousand percent, gave her my all? Because I was trying to be safe. I was giving her 75% of me, kind of keep a little distance. I don't want to get hurt. I want to be safe. Where are you right now playing it safe because you don't want to get hurt? Is it in your business? Is it in your intimate relationships, friendships? Where are you playing safe because you don't want to get hurt? And in playing it safe, you're hurting. So you're playing it safe so that you don't get hurt. But in playing it safe, you are hurting. Hmm. Write that one down for me. 
I love saying things that I'm like, I got to stop myself and make a note. God dang, God dang. Anyways, that's how it happens. Mic drop moment, as Fernando said. So that being said, though, when I, I shifted, this ties into the be different. We think different. You be different. You do different. You get different. And here's the thing people are afraid of. I knew my core was not to not give a relationship 100%, but in the giving 100% and feeling like giving 100% hurt me, I ratcheted back. Became not my true authentic self, not who I would really want to be, but this person who's kind of walking on broken, broken glass. I don't want to get hurt. But in the whole time, I'm not thriving. I'm not having a blast. I'm not having fun. And so what happened is when I gave it 100%, two things could have happened. In doing that, I could have drove her away. In this particular situation, I drove her closer. When I was thinking different, being different, doing different, I got different from her specifically. Not new people showed up. A new person did show up. She did. But I didn't have to force her, push her, pressure her, or tell her to be something else. She made a conscious choice to be something else. Because when you're being and doing different, people are going to show up different. Go through the drive through somewhere tonight. And rather than have them say, hey, what can we get you? Number one, go, hey, how's it going? I hope you're having a great day. And I'll tell you what, we just had one today. She didn't respond. And then I have places that we go to all the time, and we're like buds. Right? They're so excited. They're like, you are the light of our day. But the reality is, like, I have a higher probability of that response and having that happen when I am being a person who's super extra friendly to people and going, I know this person in the drive-thru is getting berated and bullied all day long, and it's their fault, and they're making mistakes, and they didn't get it right, and they didn't do this. Um, be a breath of fresh air. I love being that for people. So when I'm thinking that and believing that, I do that. And guess what I get? Seven, eight out of 10 times, I get love and compassion back. So when I showed up and was being a person who was at a hundred, at a thousand percent love and caring and going all in with the relationship and that relationship, it turned around. In fact, instead of trying to make her be an entrepreneur, force her, push her, pressure her into being something that in the time she wasn't, my man would say, my man Steve Sisler would say, well, people who are your opposite are like a turtle. Now, where do you resonate in this story? Are you the turtle? Are there friends, family, society who are you feel, you feel are pushing you and pressuring you so you go inside your turtle shell and you hide until you feel safe and you don't feel safe right now? See, for my wife, I was being a hawk who's trying to kill the turtle, right? You need to do this and be this and be an entrepreneur. Now, here's the thing. When I made the shift to loving her as she is, giving her all that I got, a thing that came out of my mouth was do whatever you want. You want to keep your job, you keep your job. If you don't want to have a job and you don't want to do anything else, that's fine. If you don't want to have your job and you want to do something that doesn't make any money, it's a hobby, that's fine. Do whatever you want. I love you anyway, no matter what. And what do you think that's going to do for a person that if I'm going, well, I really wish you were an entrepreneur, why don't you quit your job? I'll help you start your business. You need to start a business. It'd be so much better. It's so stupid for you to have a job. Why would you want a job? That's so dumb. And then I'm like bullying her 
into doing something that I'm telling her would be better when in fact, I've seen time and time again now that you don't have to bully or pressure or force or push anyone to do anything. You let them be what they want to be and you hold space for those people that they know that you're there. They know that you are safe. They, they know they can come out of their shell. And the interesting thing is, I mean, within one year, we got engaged. Within a year after that, we got married. And people in her life said, when did the honeymoon phase end? And I said, it's just got started. That's been now, this will be six years. Our relationship just keeps getting better. Do, do we have challenges? Do we have to work through things? Do we have fights from time to time? Absolutely. We're very different people in a lot of ways, right? Like very different people. We have values that are similar. We have so much that we are alike. I love her with all my heart. And I have the spark that we had when we first met that I didn't think was possible. But it's when I thought different, I was being different, I did different, and I got different. Now, for some of you, that same thing could happen with somebody that you really love, and they don't change. They either they push harder in the direction they already were, they stay the same, and if they stay the same, the exact same, then the likelihood you'll grow apart. That's what people are afraid of too. Parents, friendships, relationships. That when they change, when they're being different, that they will lose people in their life. And again, you're doing things because you want to feel safe, right? You don't want to be hurt. But I would question you right now. How do you feel about that? That conversation you're supposed to have with that client, that friend, that lover, that every day you're, in, you're scared, you're worried, you're frustrated. How many things do you say yes to that you moan and complain about behind the scenes and then you blame them because you don't have the courage to say, I don't want to do that or I'm not doing that, or I don't like that, but that's not who I am. There will be a transition. There will likely be some pain that's deeper than what you may currently have that you're not satisfied with. The hurt that you have may hurt more first. It's like you got to get messy before it gets clean. You're making something, you're cooking something, like it's different than you pick something up or you go to a restaurant, but you go behind the scenes where they're making the food, it's a mess, they're doing this, they're going there. But then when you're able to just be you and not have all these little white lies and all these frustrations and things because you're just trying to people please, keep yourself safe, not hurt people and not hurt yourself in the process, that all that starts to evaporate. You end up with people you're not afraid to talk to, that you can share anything that's on your mind and you know they'll be there and they'll listen with love. They won't fight back. They won't be mad at you. They won't cuss you out. They'll care and they'll love and they'll hold space for you. And other times those people will grow right along with you. I'm grateful and thankful that that's what's happened with my wife. I'm grateful and thankful to see these things now so that, that your daily jumpstart can continue to grow. Because it is, it's growing. I'm getting feedback. I'm getting, but right out of the gate, if I thought, nope, nope, the story I tell myself and what I thought is, no, I got to have these titles to the days. That would be better than no titles, Right. Tune up Tuesday, winning Wednesday. Gotta have those things. I gotta go live at 9 a.m. every day. If those were truly my thoughts and my beliefs, but it's not resonant, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, this is not fun. Then the likelihood is I'll keep keep the charades up for a little bit. And then the probability's high, I'd quit because that was my process in the past. I had certain rules I created, certain stories I told. And I wasn't willing to mold and tweak and chisel a little bit and let go and surrender. 
I believe our internal guidance system is a lot smarter than we give credit to, and that there's things that we know, but we choose to shove down, we choose to ignore. God dang, God dang, God diggity dang. Who's resonating today? Can I get some rock and roll? Where are we at? I'm paying a lot of attention. I just get, I, I, I get, I get going. <laughs> I get going, but I was, I was just excited about this, this idea it ties into the 767 I've talked about before. It ties into a number of things, but pulls it together. But I thought it's the, the cleanest. You can recognize, right? Apple trees don't produce avocados. So you can recognize that if you want love, who, what do you have to be? You can't be hate and, and be mad you're not getting love. You can't be, I'm a loser. I suck. I'm not good at this. I never achieve anything. And then simultaneously wonder why you're not making much money, right? Because we're, we're so out of sync. We're creating expectations. What's happening typically, I think, with a lot of people is other people are, you're allowing into your brain to create the expectations for you. So you don't look and think about any of these things as you're going along. You just hear somebody's sales pitch on the internet that tells you you can make 10K in 10 days and they have a lot of conviction that you can, so you buy the thing, and then what happens is none of these other things change, right? You're not actually being the person who could make the tente. You're just thinking you could, but actually thinking you're a loser. <laughs> you, you think, oh, I could. They tell me I can. I know I can, but you keep being the same person that hasn't done it before. So you do the things that a person who hasn't done it before did, which was not much of anything. And then you can say, but I've done a lot of things. Yeah, but are you doing it through the lens of lack, scarcity, it doesn't work, I suck, and then hoping you're going to get a different outcome? Words on a page, like, don't matter. People buy scripts, people buy templates, people buy all these cookie-cuttered things. There's nothing wrong with that. They all serve a purpose. But when the person who's made millions of dollars says, I'm going to give you or sell you all my emails and all my templates and all my things so you can plug and play it in, it's still no different than the camera. There's the people who buy the camera and they fundamentally change who they are in their belief system. And therefore they show up different. They do different. They be different on phone calls and they get people to sign up. And then there's people with the same camera who don't. It's not the camera. It's not the, the headlines. It's not the podcast software. It's not the writing software, the editing software. It's not the pencil. It's not the paper. It's not what you wear. It's not how you look. It's not your glass. It's not your hat. I can take this off. We can make my hair. I don't know how to get it to which way. The thing's like backwards. So I got to go this way, right? Right. We can go and start doing this stuff. And, you know, I can make this, this thing and I can get on here and like right now, if I don't even describe, there are people listening who don't even know what I look like, right? If I don't describe this, there are literally people listening who have no idea that a visual changed. But we're judging everybody and everything and everyone, including ourselves. Now, I just like my hair being this way. And today, I just feel like wearing a cap. <laughs> I saw a question. I got to chime into this. 
How did you make the shift in mind and then action behavior in order to give more and be different, such as such that your relationship and eventually marriage become golden for both of you? Yeah, so what you've got to realize is that I only had control of me. So that was my Michael Gebbins story. So that, using that, we're only going to take that for a second. How did I make the shift in mind and in action? I will say, I think that we can do this at any time, but I do believe at times we're likely to not do it until an event. That event is usually pain, right? So pain was, I'm at the event, I'm emotional, I'm hearing these things, and it just hit me. Did versions of it hit me? Did things like that said to me before? Yeah, but I still just didn't do it. So why did I do it that day and not another three years from now, not three years prior to that? Why did it happen that day? Was it, do I give 100% credit to Tony Robbins and the event? I could. I could say Tony Robbins and the event and the thing that he said and the way that he, and I'd be giving all my power to Tony Robbins. That decision and the way that I made it and then the way that I did it and the, who I was being could have been made anytime, any day. It doesn't take a death. It doesn't take a sickness, but that's usually the shit that wakes people up. You get sick and tired of being sick and tired. That has been some of my biggest catalyst moves. You know, I've said this, I don't say this, I don't say these things too often, but more and more they're going to come out because I say them at different times. But there was a thing that Abraham Hicks said, I'm going to give her credit because it's where it came from. You don't want to work with a limp noodle. You take that for whatever you want to mean. Take it sexually, take it personally, professionally. Limp don't work for most things that you don't require limp. Just put it out there. So the problem is with a lot of people, hmm, let's just go to that. They become hard when it's gotten so hard that you cannot handle it anymore. The problem is what decision gets made after that? Well, for some people, God forbid, horrible things happen. And for others, that's the catalyst move. Now, what I believe is that people who listen to messages like this from me, most people who have the, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they quote unquote get hard rather than limp, and they are ready to make that change, they make a change in the positive direction. Because people who listen to messages like this, I think by and large, and who show up regularly, are not typically going to go in the negative direction. But that's what happens. I cannot explain why and when people choose to make these decisions. But I know that more times than not, they come with extreme pain. It just death, sickness, looking around. And then, quite frankly, when you reach a point of, I've got nothing to lose. Because if you really feel like, and you're not going to go more into the negative, and you feel like, I literally have nothing to lose anymore. I've lost my house. I've lost my marriage. I lost my car. lost my job. I don't have any money. It's typically when, if you're going to go in the positive direction, you're like, I have nothing to lose anymore. I've lost my dignity. I've lost everything. So now this direction that somebody's been talking about that I've been thinking about for freaking two years, and I've heard it a million times, but I never did anything about it. You believe now that by gosh, I can do something about it and I got nothing to lose. So I am going to move forward with this and see what happens. But I believe that it's possible because if you didn't believe it's possible, you wouldn't even start. You wouldn't even do. So for me, feeling this limpness, this just kind of 
you know, hearing and seeing relationships that were thriving and I felt it and I saw it. And I don't have that, but it's not just, I don't think it's just her because I'm recognizing from things I heard that if I don't show up different, I could break up with her right now. And just like the other relationships, I'm going to end up in another relationship with the same outcome. So why not make this shift with her? If I lose her, fine. It's, it's what happens. If I don't, well, glory be to God, right? Hallelujah. Hell yes. It's what I did with video. I hope you recognize that pattern. I got sick and tired in video. I got sick and tired in my relationship. I got sick and tired in my health. I got sick and tired of things. And then things I learned, I ended up being different, doing different, getting different. The problem is everybody wants to know what they're going to get. So if I show up different and this pain of breakup happens, fuck, pardon me, but it's like, I should have just stayed the same. What did I, oh, now you did that. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have, you knew that was going to happen. You knew that if you did that, you were going to end up breaking up. Now I'm single. For God's sakes, what am I going to do now? Where am I going to find another girl? Blah, 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 blah. And you go through this cycle. And then you might just go, oh, women, they freaking suck. Or if you're a woman, all men, or if you're a woman who likes women or a man who likes men, whatever it is, you look and you just go freaking heck. And then you blame everybody else. But you're the common denominator in your professional life, in your personal life, in your intimate life. You are the common denominator. So when I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, I thought different thoughts. I did different things. I've been a different person. I got different results. In that scenario, I got a different result with my now wife. The result was a great result. There's been other people that I don't talk to anymore. Full transparency, full honesty. The me showing up different and being different, we don't resonate. They either stayed the same and we grew apart or, you know, they went backwards. That's going to happen. Careers won't sync up anymore if you make some of these decisions. It's just not going to resonate. The people at your workplace won't resonate. That doesn't mean you won't work your way into people and relationships and careers that overall are freaking incredible because you're not hiding. You're not trying to be something else. You're being something that is easy to be. Unfortunately, most of our time where we've so practiced, because that's what it is, even being fake and a not a true you, true essence of you, the authentic you, is still a practice every day. You were you at some point in time. That didn't work. You believed it didn't work because you got called out in school. You got called out by somebody, got made fun of by somebody. They told you it was stupid or whatever. That didn't feel good. So then you did things that got you praise, that got you affirmation. And then as a byproduct, you practiced that. But you didn't practice it because you liked it. You practiced it because you got you know, results from it that felt better than the results you were getting from being what you were actually excited and enthusiastic about. But those facades for a lot of people are getting hard to keep up. So why people decide to make decisions and when they decide to make decisions, most, but it doesn't have to be, come when people are in so much pain, they feel they've lost everything and got nothing else to lose. So I might as well give this other thing a shot. But when you're content, when you're limp, when you're complacent, you feel like I got tons to lose, then you make decisions 
based on that process. Because if you say certain things, you be a certain way, you do certain things, you're going to get certain results. They're unknown. Are you going to grow closer, go further apart? Are you going to get married or get divorced, right? What's going to happen? You don't know. And you want to. You want to know exactly what's going to happen. And that need to know that if you make that phone call, you send that text, you start being what you really want to be, saying what you really want to say, you don't know what is going to happen. Is it going to work in your favor or against your favor? The truth of the matter is, you don't know. What you do know is if you keep being what you're being and doing what you're doing, you can predict that. That's what we don't realize. Whether we love something or dislike something, when we get into certain habits and patterns, if they're not working for us in a lot of ways, there's one way it is. It's predictable. You know, if you show up a certain way to your your mom or dad, you're going to get a certain outcome most of the time. But if you show up a different way, you don't know what's going to happen. They're going to love you more or love you less. At least right now, you know what's going to happen. What I found is, is I don't want to live my life that way. That hurts. Now, having, thank God, being able to share these things and these experiences, that hurt the most. Living in fear of what everybody's going to think and what they're going to say and what they're going to find and, you know, what, what they're going to message me or text me. I mean, I'm literally just bringing God up for a second. I've had people say, I love your message, but you need more Jesus in it. And then I'd listen. Okay, like, that's you. That's fine. But I'm, that's not me right now. It Maybe someday it will. Maybe Jesus and God will come out of my mouth and, you know, every, every other word in, in, in six months. There is zero wrong with that. I have no judgment on what you believe until you affect and tell me that if I don't believe what you believe, do what you want me to do, you won't like me. That is the only place I draw the line. I have nothing against people who talk about God or the Bible all the time or are religious or go to church. I have nothing, zero. I don't care if you're an atheist or you go to church seven days a week, an hour a day, and you read the Bible every day. I don't care. But as soon as you tell me that if I don't go to church or don't talk to, about God or don't do this or don't do that, that I am less than, that's where I have a problem. I'm not going to sit here and fight you about it. And divide us, that's the problem with our whole world is so much divide. I, Michael Gebbin, am better than you, is not true. And right now, if you can really sit with this, no one, no one is better or less than you. When you believe that is simply a story that you have made up. That's the biggest thing I saw from this past, I didn't even mention this hardly at all. Um, this past weekend, uh, going to Phoenix, Arizona on Sunday for the ultimate experience. Um, I really believe from all the interactions I've had with Steve Hardison, that he's the, probably the one person that I believe that is at the highest level. Even he said, I'm human, I'm not perfect. No one is right. But his practice is no judgment. And if anyone, anyone, and I got some pretty loving people in my life. Um, by and large, he is probably one of the only ones who sits at the highest threshold of lack of judgment, judgment that I've ever met. He truly does not care whether or whether or not you are homeless or you have 50 homes. He will be with you. He will love you. 
He will help you. He will serve you. And he will care for you. And he will not judge you. And boy, does that feel good. Even in my own life. Right? Even in my own life. Like that does not divide that to next. That does not divide that to next. Putting people on pedestals is they're better than you, the same as you, less than you, and treating everybody a little bit different wherever you put them on the spectrum of you in relationship to them. Because the more you do that, you will always, forever, until you make the shift, find people who are better than you, are less than you, and are in your eyes equal to you. You want that true human connection, that true human love. See people as you. You're a human being who is deserving of your love and your care and your empathy and your compassion and your understanding. We're all going through stuff. But all of us are thinking about those things differently. And he gave an example, which I'll probably try to wrap up on on this here for a second. We'll see what happens. Um, About how the law of being, I don't even know if that's, you know, everything's made up on some level by somebody at some point in time. Um, But this idea of something that quote unquote becomes law becomes like gravity. The law of gravity, he's saying the law of being. See what he's saying, and I, I brought this up before, fact versus fiction. See, gravity on earth overall, almost everywhere, that if you are not underwater or some other weird scenario, but 99% of normal scenario, and you're going to take a bottle of water like this right now, watch, right? I don't have anything. This is not going to float when I drop it. It falls. Works the same everywhere. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, where you live, what you do, how much money you make, how successful you are, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. That bottle of water will drop and it will fall. Gravity fact being i.e the idea that if you are being love if you love me you are affectionate towards me you think highly of me how will you (laughs) you know my word do there (laughs) we just got some of these uh peanut butter uh well the peanut butter balls whatever at this uh at this place and when she got done she goes would you like your balls in a bag you don't hear that every day i'm just being playful but what i was about to say if you love me how would you do me (laughs) right you know just using that for playfulness not in a literal sexual sense but this idea how would you treat me if you loved me regardless of where we're at no matter where we're at if you loved me cared for me and I was your friend and I haven't seen you for a while, would it matter where we're at? What would you most likely do? Nothing sexual. What would you most likely do? If you saw me somewhere and we hadn't seen each other, it doesn't matter where it is on earth. What would you do? Just type something in. What would you do? You like me. We're friends. We haven't seen each other for a long time. We're at the airport. We're in Michigan. We're in San Diego. We're in Florida. We're in the Netherlands, we're in Greece, we're in the middle of the ocean on a cruise. What would you do? Somebody you really care deeply about, you love them. What would you do? 
we got two so far. Some people don't know how to answer because I started with something that sounded a little, eh, I don't know. This guy's getting a little creepy. We got two there. Run up and hug, right? Hug. Excitement, appreciation, grateful. Oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. Great. Now, if we were on the moon, would that same thing happen? It might not happen in the same way. You might not be able to run. You might be floating towards me. But unlike gravity, which right now is the best we know, if I drop the bottle on Earth, it's going to fall. But I drop the bottle on the moon, and it will not. So no matter where you're at, if you love someone, you're going to do what a loving person, caring, you know, best friend type of thing does. Now, let's flip this. This could go a number of different ways. I really, really hurt you in a deep way. And you have a hatred towards me. And you said, if I ever see that person again, insert whatever you would do. By God, watch out. Does it matter where it's at? If I'm being intensely hateful, and you hurt me and my family or whatever. And I said, if I ever see you again. So I'm thinking this person is a horrible human being. They're the most disgraceful human being on planet earth. And I'm being a person who's being hateful and intensely uh, passionate in a way that's like not good. What are you going to do? If you happen to see me. You probably just guess them. You don't have to put those things. People might say some things. I don't know. We don't need the big government seeing something, you know, whatever. Anyways, let me just ask you this. Are you going to do the same thing from that point of view that you did when you loved me? Yeah, didn't think so. <laughs> So start thinking every single day about the things that you say that you want or desire or dream about and that you don't have right now. Why do you think you don't have it? What are the thoughts that revolve around why you haven't, Barb, taken the action yet? What are the beliefs? What are you thinking that's leading to the believing, that's leading to the being Right, being an apple tree, expecting avocados, right? Versus, are you being an apple tree and then doing and knowing that you're going to get apples? Because when you start looking at that and being honest with yourself, you'll see that the thoughts that you think and speak all the time, right? For example, apologizing at the simplest things all the time, right? Always apologizing, always apologizing for everything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's nothing to apologize for. I'm not mad at you, I'm not upset, right? There's, so there's something going on. And that thought process is leading likely to a being who says, I bothered people, I annoy people. So I wanna know if I, if I did, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to upset you. So are you gonna, Message people that you'd like to work with, you'd like to play at their venue, you'd like to do this. If you are being a person who is an annoyance, an irritation, a frustration, who has no value, and if if you reach out, by God, I'm like, why the hell did you waste my time today? Thanks for that. Appreciate it. I'm sorry. Right? But if you believe, which I'll say again, I don't say nice things about anything to say. 
You are an extremely talented musician. To the degree that you believe that your music heals, that your music helps, that your music brings joy and happiness to people's lives, that they get the privilege to hear your voice. And if you got in a room and people had the privilege to hear your voice, their heart would heal. Their health would heal. They would be happier. They may get married because you hear a song and it touches them on such an emotional level that they're moved to do what I am saying because it doesn't just have to happen from pain. It can happen from things that hit us on a deep level. Music, entertainment, singing, art, crafts. In this moment, there are people who are healing. They're hurt. I'm on Zoom talking to this thing. I got my hat on. I'm messing with my hair. Like, God dang. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody being, you know, physically, you know, touched or harmed right now. Nothing's happening. Nobody's, you know, God forbid, nobody's sick. Nothing. It's just like I'm speaking into a computer. Like, ain't nobody around. My wife's upstairs. My kids got my kids, my kids, my dogs, but like, you know what I mean? But if you believe those things, do you think you'd show up in the world differently? How many emails would you send? How many people would you call? How many people would you text? How many venues would you reach out to? If you weren't worried what people were going to think about you and that you're wasting their time and that you are not helpful, that you're an annoyance, that you're a frustration, stay out of my life and stay out of my way. I guarantee that if your beliefs flipped from that to the alternative, you would do different. And if you did that, you did different, you would get different. There would be jobs, there would be opportunities, there would be possibilities because that being would affect your scene. The scene would be different. The scene would be filled with opportunity, with possibility. Your scene is fogged right now. There's no possibility. There's no opportunity. There's an ounce of hope, and that keeps you going. But the hope, the possibility is, is limitless. So it's a practice every day. I don't know if all you brush your teeth every day, you take showers every day. It's up to you. But if you use those things a little differently, but like this isn't an event. We're looking for these things to be events that then change everything and you never have to do anything again. This is a practice. You practice singing, you practice writing, you practice editing, you practice designing, you practice your art, right? Even me just showing up. If one person heard me on my Your Daily Jumpstarter today, this is a practice. This makes me stronger, better, wiser. I get to, that worked, that didn't work, that felt good. I got a little bit more intense than I normally do today. And it felt great. But you know why? Using Barb, Barbara made one comment right now. I got other people in shock right now. There's a bunch of others on here. Yeah, Norman Barbara. You know why I'm not worried that Barb will or will not like me? I don't really care because I know who I am and I know with every bone in my being and my body that I am coming from love. And if someone, anyone is misinterpreting that, like I know what I do. I know how much feedback I get from people. I know if anyone's ever offended 
from something that I say when I'm coming from love, then they hopefully will give me the opportunity to say it again in a different way, in a way that hits, right? Because maybe that way didn't. But usually I just wouldn't say it at all. No different than my relationship with my wife, no different than my video production, no different, no different, no different. That I started to do things when I was being different, right? I started to do things I should say, ah, those things are in my head. I started to do things that I thought about, but I was afraid. And that fear created more hurt because there's times I'm like, God, I'd really love to say this. I really, and I'm always coming from love because as you notice, what am I trying to do? I'm not trying to shoot you down. I'm not saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, I mean, you just get a job. That'd be a lot better. You, you know, good luck with that whole thing. You can't make money doing that. Right. But that's the thing, too. People like, I can't make money doing that. Well, what you do. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if I can really make money doing that. Right? You're like, by God, why not me? Toning up hearts and minds one at a time so your ideas don't die in your heart's heads or hard drives is I'm tired of seeing talent that'll likely go to the grave without people being able to experience that talent. For the true joy or flow for the person who has it by them getting to do it. And it's because of all the conditioning that's happened outside of ourselves that we come to believe and then think, well, lucky them, too bad for me. God dang, God dang, God dang, dang. I'm going to read this from Barb, and then we'll be uh, probably wrap it up, unless it sets me off, which is fine and dandy. This not giving <laughs> shit is really what I want to embody. I'm tired of being uh, cognizant and afraid of someone's comments or judgment, more so on my business and teaching or coaching others, not as much on music. But in essence, yes, I do want to be liked as we all do, but I am trying to let go of the expectation and one of that. Yeah. And the interesting thing is like, I feel that I am more loved the more I let go of that and I surrender because I am love. I am being love. So more times than not, I will receive that. I will receive people liking me. <laughs> I actually receive less love and less liking when I'm afraid of pleasing. In the short term, like I said, in the short term, it may feel like, depending on how you start to show up different and be different, you may feel like this doesn't work. I had a lot more people liking me when I just kept my mouth shut. That may or may not happen. But I can promise you, if you can get through that transformation and go through the turbulence, it'll be smoother smoother on the other side. But simultaneously, it's in our mind, but I'm not going to go deep into that. But the bottom line is, I believe that there likely will be turbulence for most people, if not all, when they start to make these shifts. There will be things happen that are amazing, miraculous, magical. But there'll be some stuff that ain't so great and doesn't feel so good. But a lot of that starts to fall off where that doesn't keep happening. You've just been holding on to so much for so long that the likelihood when this changes, you're going to have a, 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 like, there'll be some rumbling that happens in your life. It's just what's more important to you. Preventing that, which could be this much for this much time, all of this 
expansion and abundance that's on the other side of that moment in time. My relationship with my mom was crap for a number of years, and I kept avoiding a conversation. But no money was going to ever solve that. There's other things like money can't solve a lot of these things. They make certain problems go away, but only things that money solves. And so I avoided a conversation for years, it was causing a full-blown problem, 360. <laughs> uh, and I had it three hours, one time, the day before Mother's Day, a couple of years ago now. And it was a game changer. I've had other ones. And I have a lot that are game changers because a lot of my life has been a trajectory where there are people in my life who love and care. But that doesn't mean that all those people love and care. There's not conversations that would like to be had that aren't being had that are then causing problems. But because I, by and large, have people who care about me, I don't less and less. And this is a couple of years ago. I have had more and more of these since. So it gets easier and easier. But I came from a life and a background where it was like the leave it to beaver family. It's like, you know, you could see some pain and struggle or a fight or whatever, and then it's great the next day. I never saw resolution. I never saw conversation. So therefore, I had no example to know what in the heck that actually looks like. And so I went around shoving things down, hiding and not speaking about things. That didn't help. Once I started to do it, there were people who left. There's people I don't talk to. There's people who don't interact. That's not my problem. I still have plenty of people who do. So in doing that, that was the beginning of this in a deeper way than I ever had. More healing happened, more happiness happened. Right? In the moment, it doesn't always feel amazing, but I didn't have to do that 50 times. I got to know the truth of something that was that was sitting there, you know, like a cancer in the darkness, like mold in the darkness, right? It was just growing, it wasn't getting better. And so we got to shine a light. If there's people you want to have a conversation, you're afraid, you get to know the truth once you have this conversation. They're either going to be relieved, they're going to be excited. They're going to, your relationship's going to get better or they're going to need, they're going to be shocked. They're going to have no idea, right? And then they may not talk to you forever or for five months. I've had people that, there's been people who've come back to my life and we've reconnected in our relationship, my wife and probably half a dozen other people where we broke up my business as well for a couple of years and came back. So that happens too. All that you do know is if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what, a version of what you're getting. What I'm talking about here today do what with it with what you want. But I look at my life and I have words and uh, ways that I can think about things that I truly believe I've seen some of it put into action currently when I had an, a version of an awareness. I observe old things in other people, and I really believe that this is, you know, there's a million ways and a million things we can say and do, and I can tell a whole bunch of different stories, but yeah, what you're thinking leads to what you're being, and what you're being leads to what you're doing, and what you're doing leads to what you're getting. But if you get honest with yourself about what you're thinking, which you can connect to what you're doing or not doing, because it's what you believe in. You be in love, you believe in in love, do what people who love do. But to do that, you've got to think good thoughts about other people and other things. You think in hateful thoughts, it's hard to be loving. It's hard to be loving if you're thinking hate around everybody and everything. So
all in the inner. Absolutely. It's all the inner work. Because if you don't change the inner, it doesn't matter what you change on the outer, the inner stays the same. And for some people, they change the outer a little bit and they're like, oh, the inner changed, right? Get a new relationship. Oh my God, see, I knew she was crazy, right? And so then you, your inner seems to change. The problem is it didn't change. It's just a new thing that's now back to the original thing. And over time, because you do the same thing inside, you're going to end up likely with the same result, likely. So if you think it's all the external, the career, the job, the camera, the software, the computer, the person, et cetera, the economy, the COVID, the whatever, if you're pointing everything and everything out, you have zero control over anything. And then you get new things, new course, new program. This is fun. This is exciting. The promises are there. Oh my God. And then when, because you really didn't change anything, you just changed an external circumstance, which then felt better, but you didn't change, you likely still end up with the same outcome in a day, a week, a month, a year, five years later. New divorce, divorce, break up, new career, new business, new idea, new this. Inner work. That's all I'm about. Tuning up hearts and minds one at a time. Right? Think about the tune-up. Think about a car. I'm not putting new wheels on your car. I'm not giving you a new paint job. I'm not putting tinted windows. I'm not putting, you know, HID lights in. I'm not changing it to clear markers. I'm not, you know, hacking it off and putting a convertible on. I don't put new emblems on it. I'm not changing it from looking like a Toyota to a BMW. I'm making sure your car's aligned. You got gas in it. Some spark plugs at work, right? It's a tune-up, internal mind tune-up. It don't matter what the outside of a car looks like. If it ain't got an engine inside or gas in the car, it don't go nowhere. Oh, sit in that garage, right, Fernando? We don't want a you know, Ferrari sitting in the garage. That Ferrari is meant to be driven. Most cars are meant to be driven. Doesn't really matter what it is. But you can expect to get different results with the Ferrari than you're going to get with the freaking bike. Right? But they both can get you somewhere. I don't think I finished this actually uh, before. So the people with all the aesthetic, as Norman just put, the sexy outside, the check marks, and the large followings, and the fancy courses and programs, that everybody knows their name and everybody knows how much they make and what they make and how they help and all the success stories and all these things. Um, when I said the positive that led to the positive and the negative led to the positive, it's that most of the people with the biggest online presence, that doesn't mean there aren't people, okay? Let me not, let me not, let me distinguish this for a second. I am not, this is not a literal, what I'm about to say. It's been Michael's experience. The people that are the least known, fancy and flashy, have helped me the most from a positive to a positive. It was all positive. Doesn't mean there weren't bumps or something, but it was it was a positive experience. I didn't need to do what I'm going to say with the other one, which was on some level, it was a negative that came out of it. The people with the fanciest and the flashiest and all of that, the, the coaches who, you know, are, are huge online and all these things, like 
the positive came from me being able to take the negative and turn it into a positive. Again, not everyone, not every time. Does it mean that the only people that are going to really help you are people that don't know who you are? Well, that would prevent me from becoming more known because if I thought, if I'm more known, that means people, I can't help them. That's not what I'm saying. I, I want to do things that can impact tons of people and, and shine lights on things for a lot of people that I may never talk to personally or interact with. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying I can never have courses or programs. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that overall in an observation in my life, that the majority of people who was all positive were people people don't even know. And they were great. They made the biggest impact. Those other people, I also had positive impacts. And, and it was a positive experience from start to finish, 100%, who had a who had an eight-week program or course, 100%. But I'm saying a lot of those who were the flashiest and the fanciest and the loud and proud and all these things, and they got the check marks and they got all the, the external markers that should say, my gosh, my life will be unbelievable. I created, I think as well, which why some of it didn't happen, such a high expectation of the person, right? It's like a movie that's blown super big. And then you have this high expectation. You're like, I liked it, but it wasn't as good as I thought. That's our problem. We think we should be somewhere else other than where we are. We should be making more money. We should be more accomplished. This should have never happened by this age. I can't believe, oh my gosh. Like it's all these created expectations that are stories about where we should be. So when I have somebody who I expect these huge things from, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm let down. So sometimes the good that could have happened doesn't happen because I, I didn't live up. They didn't live up to the expectation. And sometimes they do. But I found to neutralize that and not look at people as I'll be more likely to be helped by a person with a flashy, fancy program, book, bestseller, or course. I'm also very jaded. There are people who genuinely have incredible books, incredible courses, and incredible anything you want to plug in. And it is real, raw, and it will help. But there are also plenty of things that exist that look just like those things, and they don't live up to any of it. I want a person is what you see is what you get. Not what you hear from right now is not what you get behind the scenes. Doesn't mean there'll never be somebody who doesn't like me or something I said, or I didn't offend them. But if you were, if I were to interact with a thousand people on a deep level, um, I'd want you to talk to those thousand people. And they say, it didn't matter what I was watching in Zooms. I was in a group event. He called me randomly on the phone. Um, or anything in between, what you see is what you get. That's what I want for all of you. I think that's it today. All right, all right, all right. So much love, incredible coffee. I even came in, see, my expectation a little bit different is I came in saying, it's going to be one of the most powerful calls I did. So what was I thinking? This is going to be one of the most powerful calls that I've, I've done. So what did I, who did I be? I was being a powerful person, right? I was being a powerful person. So what is, if I'm, if I'm thinking this is going to be powerful and I'm being powerful, I'm believing this will be powerful. What did I do? I came and I delivered potency and powerfulness and love and compassion, right? Because it was all the way through congruent. Maybe I could do a powerful call. I'm not quite sure. I don't know if this will work out. I don't know if this can work out. Now that doesn't mean that it couldn't have still been powerful but you're going to get the result more when it's aligned and congruent, right? Right. You, you can drive down a road straight and your car is not aligned. 
and take your hands off and maybe it'll still keep going straight, right? Or maybe the card's going to go out of control. Depends on a lot of things. Going down a straight path, all things equal, and your car's really aligned, you can take your hands on the wheel and the probability is higher that it'll keep going straight and probability is lower that it won't. So I just want to increase the probability. Will it ever be 100%? Probably not. 22-22, 22-22. All right, good place then. Numbers aligning. I love numbers. All right, my friends. Incredible call. Uh, appreciate you all so much on here. Anybody listening to these recordings, uh, get in the chat. Get over to Mind Tuner Time. Get off the YouTube. Get off the Facebook. Get off the wherever. Go to MindTuneUpTimeLive.com. Register for the Zoom. Join in on the Zoom. And um, actually... Good thing here as well. You're all lucky. I'm not getting off. <laughs> I'll say this for everybody. I, I do have coaching clients and we're switching some things up and I'm going to do that today. Uh, this week, we're going to start that. So the plan here just reminded me, uh, I will be on here a little longer, but not for the recording for the public, not for Facebook on uh, uh, Facebook Live. So nowhere else uh is anybody going to get this unless you're one on the zoom and then number two what's going to happen is only my paid clients am i going to coach if you're not a paid client i'm not pulling you on camera uh but yeah after this i'm going to wrap that up i forgot i was going to do that i'm going to do that so i see some of my coaching clients on here right now um and so that's what we're going to do today and today i'm going to still uh yeah Anyway, so I want to do that. So we'll be stopping the recording for the public. So if you're listening to this in podcasts or YouTube or you're watching it on Facebook, uh, there's going to be some more magic that happens. That's for the paying clients. If you're on Zoom, you're going to have the opportunity to be able to listen. You just won't be interacting uh, like coaching. You won't have the ability to pull the camera on. So for the next part of this, if anybody wants to do that, um, uh, I'm going to do that. I'm usually going to cut this way shorter, but I forgot. I'm human, right? So anyways, we're going to stop the, uh, we're going to stop the recording and stop the Facebook live. And any of you who want to stay on here on zoom, you know who you are for the Thursdays, anybody can show you can all stay. Uh, but anybody who wants to raise their hand and get on camera, um, for this, um, do so. And I'll probably going to stay on just 30 more minutes though today. And normally we'll start doing that. Uh, I'll be a little shorter on the public stuff. So anyways, rock and roll, everybody. My tune up time, And if you're on Facebook, give some likes and love. Appreciate you all so much. Amazing call.